Good evening, listeners. If you're hearing this, then it means that you survived yet another year on this twirling rock in space, <laughs> and that you're listening to Spoiler Alert. I suppose it could also mean that you found this recording very far into the future, and are using it as some type of uh, Rosetta Stone to determine the link between the English language and whatever emoji dialect you speak now. And in an effort for future people to help future-proof this episode, I'll just drop this little uh, this little nugget. The eggplant doesn't mean what you think it means. Uh, listeners, wow. 2022 was... God help us much. if they're using this as the, as the touchstone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it could be. You don't know. It could be. It could be. Uh, anyway, 2022 was a bit something. Uh, maybe not as bad as a few years passed, but it was still a doozy, personally, uh, and maybe emotionally for me. But, uh, you know, I think we've all, we've all felt it and possibly dealt it. Um, And with that, this evening on Spoiler Alert, we ask you to join us in looking at the past to predict the future. Welcome to the Spoiler Alert 2022 Year in Review. (laughs) The Nostradamus Hour. (laughs) I can't do this alone. I am joined by the usual suspects, Sean and Sonia. Hello and Merry New Year to both of you. Hello and Merry New Year. Happy Merry. Happy Merry. How are you guys? How are you doing? I'm good. You're good. Living are you out ready of to tackle? I've had a great new year. I've uh, basically woke up, had a sauna, had Ooh. you know several coffees, spent bought a pizza, a lot of good things happening. Wow, Sean is just on fire. Sean, how about you? Living life. Are you are you ready to crawl out of your uh, comfortable yet small shell into a slightly larger shell? Yeah, out of spite. Okay. <laughs> That's my energy for 2023. Spiteful. Enter the room spitefully. Villain. You're I feel spiteful. like a lot of people talked about like entering their villain era this year. Oh. And for me, it's going to be my goblin era. I'm just going to be a mischievous little guy running around, yeah. a, a being of pure id, and are just you, doing what I want. Are considering moving underground? I mean, I live on the sixth floor, so I'm kind of doing a reverse goblin, I guess. High goblin. High goblinry. Over here. Reverse goblin. <laughs> Rapunzel goblin. Well, uh, I I hope it works out for everybody. I'm excited to see how it goes down. Uh, as I said, we're doing a year in review. Uh, let's get a little philosophical to start out. You guys, mm-hmm. if 2022 was a movie, what movie would it be? And I should emphasize that it doesn't have to be a movie from 2022, but just what do you feel encapsulates 2022 for you so that if someone needed two hours to understand how you felt, what would it be? Oh, gosh. You know what? I didn't think about this one. I shouldn't, <laughs> this one I should have given a little more thought to. What are the themes? What have the themes have been this year? We can, we can come back to you if you want, Shani. Like Jumanji? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Juma- Ooh, Jumanji. Do you feel like the man trapped in the game? In some ways, I am the man trapped in the game. <laughs> the jungle of his inner self. <laughs> and this, this, uh, this new year is like a reboot of the game, and you are sitting across from a young boy ready to roll some more dice. Kirsten Dunst made me rise up. As, she, as she's wont to do. As she is, yeah. yeah. She's very, yeah, that's, that's what her that's thing, thing is. That's the thing she's done for quite a few times. Actually, oh, though, yeah. I would say maybe last year was the Kirsten Dunst Assance, so. Mm. That's this so one 2021, is like, Sean. This, yeah, this one is like Jennifer Coolidge is Kirsten Dunst oh, playing yeah. the Jumanji game. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I would pay to see that, though. Ooh, yeah, her, her, <laughs> her playing. <laughs> Help, these rhinos are trying to kill me. <laughs> Okay, I think we should abandon this show and just jump on a Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> I would. We I would should. We should do that. that episode. Someone write that down. Let, we'll get the script. What were they thinking? Getting like The Rock in the new Jumanji? It should have been Jennifer. <laughs> in or a co- or a combo. I'd I'd watch that buddy comedy. Probably. Yeah. True. Yeah, they would be detectives though, right? Ideally. Yeah, submarine detectives. I don't know why I thought of that, but maybe, maybe. Submarine detectives. <laughs> Sanj, if 2022 was a movie for you, what would it be? 
Well, yeah, this this is definitely specific to me, although I'm sure it's true for a lot of people. Um, uh-huh. Sorry to be a bummer, y'all, but I got to be real. For me, it's the big sick because ever since I had COVID in May, I've been sick almost nonstop. I am right now mm-hmm. and was uh, for much of the holiday season. So I think I'm just bitter. And, and, and I was like, I can't think of anything funny, so I'll just be honest for my oh, comedy podcast. No, that's total, that's that's what you're here for, Sanja. That's what you're here for. Yeah. Uh, I hope I hope you feel better. I'm sorry to hear you've been sick for so long, but uh, the listeners need know. to know our reality as well. That's true. Like, the, they can't just see our glittering gold tiaras as we <laughs> they just know what's underneath. <laughs> yeah, don't look behind the curtain, folks, because it's dark back yeah. here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I immediately thought of 1997's Spawn, based on the comic book Spawn which is a pretty bad movie, but uh, it kind of, uh, Al Simmons' journey to hell and back kind of feels like 2022 to me, <laughs> but with with my, my new gig and all this stuff. Uh, anyway, I do feel more powerful and like I could lead the armies of hell, but I don't know if I want to. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're paid <laughs> accordingly. Honestly, I think that's a very powerful position to be in. Well, it feels like it's a lot more responsibility, but with the same title. Mm. Yeah, Al Simmons as well. Uh, if you know, so if you need to know about Jeremy's journey, please watch 1997 Spawn. I have no idea where you could watch it. Read, it seems like a hoopla to me. Catch his paperback, Jeremy's Journey. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's on Heather's picks right now. Heather's picks. <laughs> All right, you guys, let's move on to the next part of our show. I got too many questions here. We're gonna see how many we got through. Mm. Um, anyway, the next one I have is: Did you guys notice any trends this year? I kind of I thought of this question and then I like realized that I noticed a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. And yeah, I'm I'm curious if you if it matches up with anything you guys thought of. For me, a lot of the films that I watched and like this year, a lot of them had a lot of commentary on sort of class mm. and like privilege, like um, like Glass Onion or like Fire Island or like The Batman. I don't know, these are off the top of my head. But, like, a lot of them seem to have a commentary on things like that. And then, um, and also a lot of themes that I noticed were people just that were lonely and trying to connect or, like, trying to find their their tribe, mm. as it were, their people. <laughs> trying to connect. I wonder what that could be about. <laughs> I know, right? Um, one thing that I thought about, it feels like, I don't know if this is true, but it, this is how it feels from my perception. It feels like a lot mm-hmm. of horror movies came out this year and were kind yeah. of big. I think a lot of horror movies that had, that were like critically, mm-hmm. that people were like, ooh, good movie as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And weren't just like the Cause I think there's a lot iteration of, of something. crap movies that come out. But yeah, you're right. There was a lot of like buzzy horror movies that came yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I did put on my list, and I do wonder if, like, a lot of things benefited from uh, some kind of delay, you know? Like, the obvious is, like, the whole Dune thing with the music, where they had to delay the whole film, so uh, they got, like, way more time to, like, work on the music and get way more experimental and do things they wouldn't have had time to otherwise. And so I do wonder if there are a lot of people who are like, maybe I'll just go over that script one more time, make sure it really, really works the way it, I think it does. Um, um, did you hear that interview or that read that interview with Edie Falco? She was in The Way of Water, the new Avatar movie. And she's like, oh, it's just coming out now? I filmed that like four years ago and I thought it just flopped because I didn't hear anything about it. <laughs> and so in that way, it <laughs> maybe it didn't help The Way of Water. Maybe, but I haven't well, seen just, it. I, well, I, I'm just going to insert a little... This was a question I kind of had later. But did you guys like... I didn't even know Avatar came out. Like, people mm. are like, the reviews of Avatar. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's probably not out for another year or something. Oh, and then I I've looked it up and it's like, in theater. But it's so late. Like, it's like at, way after. Like, usually I'm used to this for a month before it comes out. Mm. Not like all this stuff after it's happening. And, Sonia, you haven't seen it either, have you? No, I haven't. Yeah. So it's so odd. None of us just have this drive to see Avatar. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but Avatar 4 is amazing. That's the thing is, it's like, I, 
you cannot get me excited to see the next three avatars of mm-hmm. which whatever <laughs> deals they sign. And like, okay, like we get Kate Winslet can hold her breath for seven minutes. That's cool. It doesn't feel like it's going to make a good film. Yeah, yeah, but does it cut? Do they cut it, Sean? Like, did they cut it? That's what I want to know. No, she, she trained well, to do it. There's a, It's a whole thing. Yeah, this it was like, uh, yeah, it was like a real, they all had to, you know, train to hold their breath. And she was, took to it like a fish to water, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and she was, a, and she was apparently a very good. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, Kate Winslet can do that. She's very skilled at everything, but... I don't know. It's not like it's gonna drive me to the film. True. Mm. True. Uh, anyway, I'm, let's uh, let's all agree to do an all Avatar film at some point. No. We'll just take three uh, and a half years to watch yeah. it in ten minute increments or something. And don't then we'll get there. make us go to Pandora. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't do <laughs> it until James Cameron addresses the whole colonialism situation. <laughs> oh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, any other trends you guys uh, noticed at all that you want to bring up? Well, uh, yeah. I think there were fewer movies that came out this year. Mm. And, like, there were definitely fewer that I was like, ooh, I, I want to see that. I need to see that. Like, there, there are several now at, like, the end of the year that I'm like, ooh, okay, I need to get some eyes on that. But yeah, I feel true. like every time I contemplated going to the movies and then looked, there wasn't really You're anything like... I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of this also could be the closing to our beloved Rain- Rainbow I Theater. Do. I do that's think true. that's true. Because mm-hmm. the one time I did go to the movies with Sean, I had a two-movie day at the Rainbow. Yeah, so, you did a tour. A twofer. A twofer. But yeah, and I think also some of the problem is like it's just the same problem that we've talked about many times where so much of what's coming out is franchises and sequels and remakes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know. But then also there is some really interesting and innovative stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's I, so I have... few original films. Honestly, yeah, I... M3gan is like the one that I'm waiting to see. <laughs> I knew you would be. I'm like, uh, that's an original thought. An A24, like, let's sit, let's go. Uh, I do have uh, on my list mega corporations, question mark, mm. of trends for 2022. Because I do feel like, like, I remember, I don't think I was, like, excited for Black Panther. I did go, like, opening weekend, I think. Um, because like I had first? a lot of people. Yes, I had a lot of people around me who were excited. Mm-hmm. But they also, like, did make it a moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. they put in, like, all this work and, like, all these things to, like, advertise and make it this whole thing. And then Black Panther 2, they, like, tried to do it with, like, 10% of the budget or something. I don't know. And, uh... I still haven't seen it. I don't really care to see it. Uh, I don't really care about like anything new in the whole Marvel verse that sort mm-hmm. of like been coming out. And I can't remember. I watched something. I don't know what it was even. Because I think technically this this Black Panther was supposed to be in the last stage of Marvel, but mm. obviously it got pushed back. So now it's in That's... this stage, but it's it's not where it was supposed to be slated. Oh, I did not know that. I should probably watch it. It's probably at least kind of good. Like it's. Yeah, I've know. been putting it off too because I'm like, well, it'll be in theaters for the next two years, mm. so I will but be it, able to catch it. But but and it's already out on. You can already stream it. Oh really? What? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's super quick. I feel like the window now is like a month, and then they. Street like then they put it up for streaming. I, I well, could be wrong. And actually, a, a film that I talked about today, The Banshees of Inishirin, or I will talk about today, it also is available for streaming. Mm-hmm. And lucky for me, because I missed it in our theaters. Because it played for like a half an hour, and then it was <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, yeah, anyway, very crazy, very strange. Very, very odd thing. What else is on my uh, list of trends? Uh, trend alert <laughs> yeah i do think i do think there is a thing with um with the the top guns and then with the cha-cha real smooth where we are getting to a point yes i've drawn a line between those two i was things. like what is the uh, connection yeah. between yeah. these two um but i do think because i was trying to figure out i couldn't I was very sure the cha-cha real smooth was shot on like an iphone mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i was like i was 
I was getting pretty sure, but there's a lot of things that would be there that aren't. Anyway, I couldn't find it exactly, but I think I have an answer. Anyway, a lot of things are using much smaller cameras, which are a lot cheaper, a lot easier to use. You don't have to like wear as much stuff for like Steadicam things. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course they developed all the like, I don't know if you've seen the box cameras for like Top Gun, but they had to be very tiny, right? Like they're, I'm holding my hand up as big as my face, uh, audience, listeners. Uh, but listeners don't know that Jeremy has a two foot wide face. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> that. But uh, if they wanted to get into it, they would. But I do think that a lot of people are exploring. Like I talked about the realism sort of thing with Cha Cha Real Smooth. And I do think that like the smaller these cameras get with the quality they have, they are going to start like experimenting a lot more mm -hmm. with like really weird angles and weird sort of not. Well, I don't know. Weird approaches to sort of pretty standard movie making and I'm interested to see what they do because I feel like this is sort of the start of it mm -hmm. and you know I've I, in the videos I've made I've used like lots of tiny cameras and I've always been like I want to put this camera in the thing you know like I always want to like oh. put it inside something or whatever and I feel like a lot of people don't do that and that's because the cameras were giant and now that they're getting small they're getting more adventurous with things uh, and I think that might be um, that might be a thing I think it might be a thing Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Look, this is a, your prediction. Sylvia Jeremy's Brown says. Picks. Yeah. Jeremy's picks. Uh, anyway, with that, any other trends before we move on to some performance discussions? Nah. Mm -mm. Nah. Uh, what's the most memorable memorable performance of 2022, you guys? For me, um, it has to be Michelle Yeoh and Everything Everywhere All at Once. That movie is just such a masterpiece, and her performance in it is such a masterpiece. I rewatched it over the holidays, and yeah, she just, I mean, sorry for this pun, but literally gives you everything in that movie. Like, <laughs> all at once. Oh, it's so uh, yeah. When does she do it? Uh, all at once. Every <laughs> Yeah, I agree. She, I, well, even when she's a rock, I agree. She does, she really gives it an in that performance actually all three of the leads mm -hmm. very much yeah. give it to you um i would like to bring up a performance from bones and all uh the timothee chalamet cannibal movie which um i will say the two leads like no offense to them work pretty fine not not good not great like we know that Timothee can give it, but his his role didn't give him much to do. He like mm. it was you can tell it was writ to just be like a bit of eye candy, and he that was all his thing was. And um, but there's a supporting character played by Mark Rylance, who is a person that they kind of keep encountering on the road, and he's so weird and unsettling, and he's kind of obsessed with them a little bit, and he is just like the strangest character and like you just like really won't forget him he he's stuck with me for a long time every i flash back to him a lot actually i'm like oh my god that guy <laughs> stuck with you he really oh. stuck with me uh cool i should check that out i have not I you have should not yet i think that i think that a lot of people are saying like i think it will be on a lot of flop lists like people are like it like came out and it was a boring flop but i think it was beautifully filmed it looks gorgeous and yeah some of the performances are crazy or like just like blah but Ooh. some of the cameos like chloe 70 pops in for a very also shocking cameo and i don't know it's just one that has really stuck with me even if not everything is perfect with it Mm. So I would still say see it or check it out. Cool. Um, you guys, you all know what I'm going to talk about. I've been raving about it this whole time, and we all know what's coming. Mrs. Harris but, goes to Paris? <laughs> uh, but, no, I would be I would be remiss if I did not talk about Fantastic Beats, The Secrets of Dumbledore. What? Which still to this day is... No, I'm totally kidding. Oh, my God. You <laughs> Damn, sorry. I, be, I beat you to your own joke, your own setup. <laughs> no, that's fine. I do actually want to talk about The Northmen, though. 
Have you guys watched it? I think it was early. It's on it's on my swerved list where I haven't got to it, but I've heard a lot of great things. Uh, so incredibly violent. I don't I still don't know if it was good. Like I like I really don't I can't like I can't figure it out at all. Um, I know that it was very well done. It was very well executed. And Alexander Skarsgård uh, does such a good job in this movie. And in fact, the whole cast, Ethan Hawke, the girl from the chess show, whose name is slipping my mind. Oh, yeah. Anya. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, but um, they all really, really did something that is pretty incredible. And I'm also just stoked to see a different perspective of history. Like, you know, right or wrong cruel or not like it is nice that it's not just like another european Mm. whatever you know like it's like i'm just happy to get that kind of exposure anyway i'm just looking at like it got a 7.1 on imdb and then an 82 uh metascore so like i think i think people will watch it and be like this is well done i really don't like this like i just don't like what i'm seeing and i don't want to interact with it yeah um but uh he's like they all still really just knocked it out of the park and i still every once in a while uh it kind of like uh from your example sean uh stellan starsgard plays a few characters i think two in it and he plays one in particular is like this like witch man in a cave mm. and uh it's weird it's super weird it's like two minutes maximum but it's so interesting like it is just like a thing that like is maybe a little bit haunting and very confusing, and you're like, that was pretty, that was cool, like that was something, you know. Stellan uh, is having a good, like he he yeah, pops up in, a, in another film that I'm going to talk about later, but yeah. it, Tell no, me about that is it. true. He just keeps turning in some good work, and don't think I didn't hear that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to slip it right back. <laughs> um, I but uh, anyway, going back to my joke, I would like to talk about uh, Fantastic Beats. The Secrets of Dumbledore, because it is Did memorable you see performance. It? Oh yeah, I watched it. It was terrible, uh, and I, it like don't watch it, because the badness of it will remain in your brain mm. for at least a year. I don't know if it's gone away. And if you are gonna watch it, it, steal it so that Joanne doesn't get any money. <laughs> we don't often advocate crime here on Spoiler Alert, but this is one time when I will because I would argue that it's morally justified. You yeah, wouldn't steal a car, time. would you? <laughs> but I would steal $10 from Joanne. Anyway, go on. I I just, uh, it it also stuck out in my mind just as a... A not, conquer? I mean, it, well, they were just all so bad. Mm. And like, I think Jude Law's a good actor. I think he's been in lots of really good stuff. I don't know what he was busy thinking about while he was acting in this movie. Like, I just don't know. Oh no! Like, what so, he was going to use the money for? Yeah, and also <laughs> like the whole—is uh, it what's the what's the phrase? Sanch queer baiting? Yeah, yeah, the whole movie. Yeah, like literally the you know oh I loved you so much, and it like and then you're like, like a brother like what you know like what's the you know by not addressing it they made it weirder, mm-hmm. and it was so awkward. I can't I can't unsee. Like uh, between Grindelwald and Dumby. Dumby yeah, then at the start of the movie, spoiler alert, at the start Dumby of the grinned. movie, it's them... Grindy and Dumby. <laughs> it's, it's them meeting for coffee, like two exes, to decide if they can resolve this conflict mm. before it gets out of control. And before the entire kind of... queer bar is dragged into it. <laughs> it's so it's so weird. Grindelwald and... through, the, through the first brick at Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the whole thing centers around this bird... Who will bow at the person who's supposed to lead the the Ministry of Magic? It just doesn't make any sense. Mm. Now that it's is so, that is so pretty dumb. gay, actually. Anyway, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, that is how uh, the community works. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Miss Gay Universe is actually chosen by a peacock. <laughs> oh, uh, see, uh, that would at least make see. But if they had made peacock. it overt, it would have made so much more sense. Uh, anyway, you guys, the last minute we got here. Any other performances that stand out to you from 2022, good or bad? Oh boy, I just prepared the one. And oh, now I can't okay. think of a single movie I saw this year. I did put uh, uh, Glass Onion as well. Because mm. I, I do think, like, 
it relatively new to the i mean it's probably standing out because i watched it last week but um yeah i do think benoit blanc is here to stay iconic and i will well, i will keep going. it is such a perfect canon of these like hercule pro row like a really bizarre person that is so singular but then they also solve the crimes like love it that you that you know specific things you're like sherlock holmes acts like this hercule um acts like this benoit acts like this yeah i he was he was so good in it i like what there's just a scene when he's like sadly sitting he's like depressed and sitting in his bathtub and on this zoom call with like (laughs) angela lansbury and stephen sondheim and i was like his friends his friends (laughs) well i'm gonna put a pin a pin in that sean to take a little break but we're gonna keep talking about it for sure Mm. uh you're listening to spoiler alert on 91.3 fm cjtr regina community radio tuned into the community we'll be right back Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. I'm not editing that. I'm leaving it Um, Let them see under our gold tiara. 2023, we're letting it all hang out. We're letting it all. Yeah, we're we're not doing anything in 2023. We're just showing up and talking. Anyway, um, uh, we're talking about a 2022 in review. I just realized it's 2023. Like, yeah, right in this me moment. too, right like, as oh I said God. that. Holy cow. Ooh, Weird. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to keep talking about stuff. We're definitely going to keep talking about Glass Onion. But before we do that, does anyone know what time it is? Uh, apparently, it's 2023. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the next year. <laughs> next dang year. It's game time, people. What? Nice song. Great job. Sean coming in with the assist there. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally five seconds this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. Are you guys ready to play the game? Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe I This am. week's title is After Ever Happy. What are you saying? That, it's so hard. I, I'm saying it so slow to make sure I'm reading it correctly. <laughs> that title again, After Ever Happy. Oh, after Ever God. Happy. I also after thought you said happy. After Ever Happy for the first time. No, I did <laughs> not say. Not, no, that it, no and, not that it no helps happy. me a lot, but. No happening. Sean, uh, you any thoughts? Oh God! Well, what I what I what I think <laughs> is that it is fairy tale fairy tales, but like, um, sort of played in reverse. Mm. Like it opens, but it's like a witch is dead, and Snow White is like, "Who is this dead woman? And why am I in this glass coffin?" And then she sort of like starts solving this mystery of like how. Like, I bet you're wondering why I, how I found myself here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I, I think. similar vein, but I think it's like, um, like epilogues to uh, fairy tales because mm. you know how we never get to like find out what happens. It's always just happily ever after. But this mm-hmm. is what's the title, Derek? Ever after, after ever, ever happy ever, after ever happy after oh, ever oh happy and so yeah so I think that it's exploring that question like is it all that it was chalked up to be you know like Cinderella's living at the palace with the prince and she's like okay well I'm not like in servitude anymore but now I have to contend with royalty and now I have to make a marriage work and that's right. hard as well maybe the paps mm. are after her a bit of a Meghan Markle situation. Tough Maybe shit. she's trying to get shoes that aren't made of destructive glass. <laughs> yeah, she's like, can I just wear some? Can I get shots? a converse? Yeah, converse. So yeah, that's it. That's what I think it's about. Uh, okay, thank you guys both very much. I think both of those would be better than what this is. No points. Uh, no points would, for us. I would. Yeah, there's no points yet. Nothing. <laughs> uh, I would. I would like to say that before I tell you what this is about, that I am confused. Mm. Mm. Uh, just so like, like I'm not an expert in what I'm about to talk about. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not, but this one has eluded me in a few more ways than I realized could. Uh, so (laughs) here we go. So after ever happy in some countries released as after ever after or after forever, (laughs) 
Okay. That, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Is a 2002 American romantic drama film. Uh, it is based on the 2015 novel of the same name by Anna Todd. Do any of you know what this is? Um, and it is the fourth installment of the After film series. I don't and know what that is. There have been four of them. They have all been released. The first one was like a huge success and it was called After. Mm. And then the second one uh, was called After We Collided. And then the next one's called After We Fell. And then this one's called After Ever Happy. This and is... the next one's called After Everything. And then guess what the next one's called? What? After Nothing. Before. Oh. <laughs> it's really Changing the genre. Sure. The genre. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, I, I have read this plot on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's too many characters in the fourth installment. I don't know what this means. Oh, There's a book that's released. Some people break up. They finally get together. There's a girl who goes to a book signing, and then she gets mad. Like, that's as far as I can... Like, spoiler alert. That's it, <laughs> like, as far as I can tell. Uh, there's a lot more words here. I don't know what any of it means. Like, it's so confusing. Uh, and, like, like the, the it opens with... Here's the plot opener. A couple hours after Christian Vance reveals to Harden he is Harden's biological father. Harden <laughs> returns to his mother's wedding reception with Tessa, where he confronts her about the deception. That's that's act one, baby. <laughs> wow. That's how, that's how we They're acting like we just walked right in the middle of knowing what's going yeah, on. Well, the, but the, I well, think that's, the, I think that's Tessa, what they're hoping. You guys know that. Come on. <laughs> oh, the Our deception? Oh, I know the deception. <laughs> oh, the of deception? Oh, <laughs> what else could it be? <laughs> um... But I do think we have hit the point, and like Marvel did it first, they did it skillfully. But now we're just like, nope, movies are coming out in fives. You got to commit mm. to the whole thing, and here, here we are. Anyway, um, I selected this because it is the worst-rated movie of the year. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, That's saying something. I was like, why is this person coming up? But I get it now. Okay. There we go. Uh, anyway, uh, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Uh, that was a lot of fun. If anyone who's listening wants to check out the after series and let us know if we should do an episode. On it, oh God! Don't make us. We should. We'll do it. We'll do it right after the avatar. We'll do it if one. you donate two hundred dollars to the station. <laughs> <laughs> well, that we, is much well, too we, low. Much maybe too more. Low. <laughs> maybe more. <laughs> maybe more. Um, as I said before, we're we're sort of doing a year in review of twenty twenty two, the year that never happened. Um, you guys. What was your what was the best watchable of 2022? Mm. Well, Thoughts, opinions? A big one for me and actually I was remiss not to mention this when you asked about the most memorable performance um mm-hmm. was um Jordan Peele's third movie Nope, which I've really really loved that came out this year and specifically Kiki Palmer's performance was great. Both both leads were really really great. Every performance honestly in the movie was great, but um I really liked Nope. I think in a in a sea of movies that are very derivative and the same, it was not, and I appreciate. Yeah, it. it definitely was a unique idea. Also, some scenes that really stick with you. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and Kiki was very very good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Sure. Um. A performance or a, a watchable that I loved this year is called Prey. Mm. Um, and I just loved it. It is a addition to the Predator series, but it's like a prequel. Um, and it is just a really just straight up a good idea and a perfect way to do a reboot on a concept that still feels extremely fresh. And it's basically, yeah, like a predator alien is doing what they do. They pop into Earth. They start killing people. They hunt humans or whatever. But this time it is like 300 years ago. And it is like a young Comanche warrior who encounters the predator and uses her brains and her uh, her wits to survive the predator and use his own sort of weapons against him and to hunt the alien. And there's some very excellent sequences. Um and the there's literally like we're with the lead uh, Amber Mid Thunder like the whole time like there's not a lot of characters 
And it was just like an extremely fun movie. And I very much liked it. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. I haven't, I still haven't seen it, but I really want to. It does look good. Um, I think for I think for the year, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is definitely the standout for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't been doing the thing that I do, where I was very curious about the VFX for how they did all well, of that stuff. Well, as you would be, it's very yes. Anyway, shocking. I was just like, there is a possibility where they just did her makeup 10,000 times and then took a picture and that's how they did that thing. But they didn't do it at all, which is actually incredible. And the people, like the artists who they got to to make all those frames are really like doing something incredible. And uh, she was just in there for like four minutes to film the plate for it. And then they just made it, which is kind of scary. Really? Like animated it? Yeah. It's all it's all just hand hand drawn hand what like three D rendered whatever. That's and, so cool. Because uh, uh, I was like, that, how are they going to make Michelle Yeoh sit for and do hair and makeup hundreds of times? Yeah. Uh, not not only that, so they didn't have the budget for it, and they didn't have the special effects budget. So it's just a handful of people just doing just doing stuff. And uh, they actually, I I found like a little is like a two minute thing about how they did it, and she's just like in like a hallway or like some little weird studio space where they just flagged it off and put green screen on her and filmed it because that's all they could afford and then just did everything after but it's just kind of nuts that is when just uh imagination and Mm -hmm. you know thinking outside the box really makes a film can like really improve the film Mm -hmm. because they could if it was marvel they could have just done the thing and it would have been fine but true you know yeah but that's great uh, uh yeah no they did an amazing 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 job with an amazing amazing like story and script and actors and everything and mm-hmm. the whole thing was the whole thing was great and i think it shows like that if if you do things like the right way it can just be what it needs to be it doesn't have to be the whole the, the whole vfx pipe pipeline every single time yeah. Yeah. It's especially in something that's like incredibly VFX heavy and they're using it not as I don't know, not to make suits of iron, but to like expand expectations of things and then of course to culminate in a conversation between two rocks. Like that's the yeah. that's the flex, right? One of the so. most heartbreaking conversations between two rocks you'll ever hear. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, like I get work, I just did. got emotional thinking about it. Mhm. Well, I think, and like, it's clever because like you bring, you bring your stuff to it because mm. there's nothing else there, right? Like it's that whole thing, but it is just like, you gotta, you gotta, that's, that's a move. Like that's going to work or it's not. That's it. And yeah. that's, that's where it's at. Anyway, uh, any other bests for you guys this year? I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Marcel the Shell with shoes on. What a what a masterpiece! And I'm not wrong. It's on a lot of best movie lists for this and I'm year. I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just me being a sentimental weirdo. It's it's genuinely so good. And like, if you want to deeply feel things, do a double feature of everything if we're all at once, and then Marcel the Shell, and see how you feel. You'll probably have cried yourself out of everything. dry. Yeah. yeah, and if you need and if you need to recoup from that, you just watch Fantastic Beasts: The, the Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> <Beyond> <laughs> That'll be a perfect day. Um, I don't know if this is just recent bias or not, but I watched The Banshees of Inisherin uh, recently, and it is um, like I feel like it's probably one of my favorite films of the year. It's mm. it's. Uh, just like a sort of dark, hilarious drama about a man who lives in a small town, Ireland, like a middle-aged man, and he finds out that his best friend doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. And it just creates so many heartbreaking ripples like throughout the town and uh, things just a little bit get out of hand, but it's all, it's just like about friendship and like kind of how absurd our life is and like the little things we do that make our lives the way we are. Um, Colin Farrell is the man who had the hurt feelings and he does such a good performance. He's such a, he just is like a simple 
strange little man that makes a lot of bad decisions. Um, and is just like really hurt that his friend doesn't want to hang out with him anymore. And he's got a, his sister uh, lives with him in the small town. She's kind of trying to get out. She's very, very funny. And there's the kid from Green Knight is also in it. He's just a very off-putting actor. But he just like adds to the texture of this film. It's very small and intimate. There's like six characters. But yeah, I think you guys should watch it. It's it's very surreal and bizarre. And I... But also, it really hits you. It hits you in the little heart. Uh, Sean, have you seen In Bruges? No. No? Mm-mm. Oh, it's uh, so it's the same, it's the same triumvirate again. So Martin McDonough, McDonough, yeah, yeah, and then uh, the same Colin Farrell and the other guy's name who I can't remember. Uh, and it's probably one of the best movies of all time. So I've meant to watch this, but it's just not been. It's not. I haven't been able to watch it. Well, you but, watch uh, this, and I watch In Bruges. Oh man, In Bruges is. It's it's one of the best. The, one of the the best songs you should watch it too <laughs> he knows i haven't seen it <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I i've been meaning to for a long time and also definitely want to watch banshees of initiative and it's on disney plus mm. here we go it's all there and you will be doing an irish accent after <laughs> <laughs> uh sanj any other uh best best before we move on to their, our next category that there's anything else that like i really need to mention maybe i'll just give a quick shout out to turning red um mm. which is one i think yeah so, that was it? yeah it was it's been a long weird year um but i just think that one i, I keep meaning to go back I'll, maybe i'll rewatch it sometime soon um i just think that is such a pinnacle in like movies for young people and just the animation was so great the story was so great it's so like specific anyway Really and another it. film where people are trying to connect with their, like, trying to bridge the gap between them and their, like, parents, or they feel misunderstood or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's clearly, cool. <laughs> clearly there's something there for me. <laughs> uh, sorry. All of, literally, have you not, I feel like every Pixar film is like, my parents don't understand me and I want to be honest with you about it and I want us to have a better relationship. <laughs> I think, honestly, that's all of us working through or like trauma. you've given me trauma and i want to bridge it yeah like we're kind of, i feel like we are kind of the generation of like breaking the curse or whatever like saying like it stops here and that this maybe comes through in the films of our generation me watching Encanto, i was like oh grandma is a villain grandma is yes. a straight up antagonist but then when you look at what she went through she's also not like she also held the family together after all of her trauma also, wasn't Encanto also this year? Was it? Probably. I think uh, so. No, so. It was, no, it was, it was, because I remember watching it, it was just like last Christmas. Oh, so it was like okay. just, just, so pretty much, but by a few days, I think. Okay. Or a month, maybe. So we won't talk about Encanto. Yeah. But I'm there just saying, it's a, it's been, it pops up. It mm-hmm. pops up. Uh, you guys, a thing happened that I forgot to tell you about. Oh, and This no. is the perfect moment to bring it up. Oh, no, um, no, no. Did I tell you what my number one song from Spotify Wrapped was? Oh my <laughs> God! Is it by Stephanie Beatriz? Is it We Don't Talk About Bruno? Uh, no, it is from Turning Red from Four Town. Oh, <laughs> oh that's my God! So cute. I do yes, remember that actually. You so, showed us. Yeah, and it's some somebody like you or whatever it's called. Anyway, I was like, why is this my number one? And my kid loves it so much that we just listened to it so many times in the car or whatever. And then I was reminded of it when I saw that video of Sandra O oh freaking out to the four town guys uh, dancing. <laughs> so cute. My <laughs> anyway, my friend got her my friend got her Spotify wrapped. My thirty six year old friend, and she was like, "My number one is Mandy Moore," and she was like <laughs> tripping out, like losing her marbles, and then realized that Mandy Moore sang the soundtrack to Tangled, Tangled. which yeah. her kid listens to a lot, Ooh. and she was just like. In what planet have you been listening to Mandy Moore? That song from A Walk to Remember or whatever. Yeah. Cool. She remembered it. She, remembered <laughs> she sure it. did. Uh, okay, guys. What slipped by you this year? What, 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 just, what just came by you and you didn't even know? 
Okay. You, you, you might Sh- not know. But. Should we just read a little short list or something? Or th- sure. <laughs> well, you just got somewhere like to be, the- Sean? Well, no, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying I have a, I have a few because I like, you know, there's a lot that I want to see still. Mm-hmm. And it is Tar is for sure, like, number one. It's on my Same. list. Um, the Whale, which is in theaters. Um, so I will probably have a chance to watch that. Um, and I also want to see... Um, Triangle Sadness is coming to the RPL, so I will get to see that as well. Um, oh. And then X and Pearl both, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. They're horror movies, but have been getting a lot of buzz, and people talk favorably about them, and I would like to see them. Um, and then Good Luck to You, Leo Grant, which mm. is like a two-hander with Emma Watson. Uh, <laughs> Emma Thompson. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and um, I think those... Those are ones that I haven't seen, but I am chomping at the bit to get eyes on. Mm-hmm. See, and it's, I feel like we'll have a chance to talk about some of these if we do an Oscar show. So that's the yes, thing. true. These will yeah. pop up. You're right. Um, yeah, I have some of the same ones. Um, Banshees of Inisherin for sure is one of mine. Pearl, Tar. Um, I do want to see Bones and All, even though it is getting some mixed mixed reviews. Um, I cannot wait. I, I was meaning to watch it for tonight, but I didn't get a chance. Um, Guillermo, Guillermo, oh my God, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio that just came out. Oh my God, I watched it. It's apparently a masterpiece. Did you watch it? I've, I cried. I sobbed. It's, it'll hit you. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'll brace myself then. Um, so for sure. Yeah. I really want to see that. Not the, uh. What's the other Pinocchio movie that came out that it was terrible? The Disney one. They're like, but the when Hitch, will I get yeah. to be on my own? Like that one. <laughs> yeah, the Uncanny Valley one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> it's weird that we got two weird Pinocchio movies. Yeah, that's that's what that's the same thing happened with The Lion King. True. But um, imagine imagine making a movie and then finding out that Guillermo. Why can I not say his name tonight? Guillermo del Toro. That Mr. Del Toro will also be doing movie. it. Yeah, true. You'd be pooping it. That's um, <laughs> you would be. Uh, I uh, there's a lot on your guys' list that I've wanted to check out. Um, all all things I have to like debate about watching on the treadmill. Like mm. I lose a lot of gravity in horror movies, just like trudging along <laughs> as I do my treadmill thing. Anyway, do you think it'd be um, better because it's like you're running away from them? It doesn't. No, it, it's not better. No, it's I. I can confirm that it's. Not I should better. maybe try that because I always get too scared. Oh, maybe <laughs> get yeah, your I, little feet well, skedaddling. As, as a man who doesn't get scared at all, mm. I can tell you it doesn't work. Um, anyway, <laughs> I do want to check out The Whale. Uh, this is the the year of the return of Brendan Frazier. The um, Renaissance. Yes, which, I mean, uh, is a thing. It's definitely a thing that we should note in mm-hmm. terms of, like, it's kind of a big thing that happened. and No pun intended. It, well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, it's, I, yeah, I think it's very, like, clear that, the system we engage with has far more problems for oh my gosh many more problems than a lot of people think that there are mm. and that there's a lot of like moving pieces and that people actually really do get hurt and horrible things happen to a lot of people yeah. and i don't know why it's funny with amanda Bynes and tragic with brendan frazier but we yeah should probably gee what's the difference there i out. wonder yeah, Hollywood else? is built on the backs of blonde actresses. Hmm. <laughs> That's basically, basically uh, that is the 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 tenant of a you must remember this episode. Mm. Yeah, or like a season yeah. maybe. Yeah, Dead Blondes wasn't it called? Dead Blondes. Yeah. <laughs> and she yeah. covered just like a different tragic Hollywood blonde each episode. It was great. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, I did get. Uh, Apple TV to watch Severance because I've been trying to watch that for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm one, one episode in, so it's pretty good. I'm happy. Of course, Avatar completely missed by. I don't really care about it, but I was surprised at how much I didn't notice. Mm. For, the, for, the, for the articles I read online about green screening, I'm just surprised it didn't come up. Yeah. Uh, you know? Well, and uh, for the and, Hollywood machine to not have it crammed yeah. down your throat, it's interesting. So weird. Anyway, and then the other one, like, I just have not engaged with Wednesday at all. Mm, It'll probably take me months and months to watch it. I, I watched the first so half and I passed. It's, wow. It's for, it's, it's for Gen Zs that are seeing this for the first time. If mm, you already know the 
if you already know the IP, you're like, this is the tamest, most watered down version of Wednesday ever. But if you're getting your first taste, then maybe you're like, cool. But for me, it was mm, a flop. Flop, flop. Well, maybe I should skip. Uh, Anyway, um, you guys, in the very little time we have left, uh, any spoiler alert New Year's resolutions for you? I kind of have two paradoxical ones. Let's Um, go. One is to be more mindful with my watching time and not just consume literally anything, like, no matter what, even if it's total garbage. And then the other one is to be less apologetic about the things I consume <laughs> that are total garbage. But I think mm. there's a world where both those things can be true. I think I believe that as well. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I already, like, very much value the time that I use to view because I have so little spare time. And mm-hmm. so when something is bad, I am furious. Like, I watched White Noise on Netflix. You guys know mm. the mm-hmm. Adam Driver that I was like, Adam Driver Greta Gerwig movie and I was like okay this is gonna be good and it was not it was actually terrible and I was like so mad that I wasted my time the only good thing is it ended with a really an entire supermarket do um, a dance to an LCD sound system song and that is the that is the part I would I would say you could watch that but other than that pass hard pass hard pass for Sean uh, I am re- re- resurrecting my uh, 2020 goal of going to the theater once mm. a month. Uh, oh, she's back. It, she's back. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. Masked, masked up, taped up, whatever I need to do to get there. Uh, <laughs> and with that, y'all, that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, my co-hosts, Sanj and Sean. Sharon. <laughs> and to our listeners, Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at Spoiler Alert YQR and Instagram at Spoiler Alert CJTR. My Electric will be coming up next. See you next week. Bye. Bye.